and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. All right, welcome everyone to our show today. We have a very interesting guest, and I actually happened to stumble upon this man's work through the lovely works of Facebook. Uh, I'm sure many of you have heard of or have seen the movie Jerry Maguire and one of those famous lines, you had me at hello. Well, the man that we're going to be speaking to today and listening to his vision and the beautiful work that he is doing in communities was inspired, and it all started with one one word, not hello, but the word of love. So I would like to welcome our guest today, Ruben Rojas, to the Path 11 podcast. Hi, Ruben. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for that warm introduction. Yes, thank you. So I happened to really stumble upon you. It was one of these things where, you know, lovely Facebook, you and I had one mutual friend, a lovely lady by the name of Cody Wazel. And it was one of these, um, you know, things where they suggest people that you should friend or whatever. And I happened to click on it because I saw that you were friends with her. And I knew that she was recently out in California at a very inspirational conference. She's been doing great work in the world. And I said, oh, I want if this is one of the people that she met. And then I began to read about your story and the work that you're doing, these beautiful murals that you are painting. You have just such great energy uh, just coming off of you, uh, looking at the work that you do. And I just said, I have to have him on the podcast. <laughs> I talk to so many authors, people who write books, but I really love from time to time to find those diamonds in the rough to just like see the people who are on the ground doing the stuff that you're doing and really just trying to help the world, help consciousness, raise the vibration of love and, and spreading that everywhere we go. And when I saw that, you said it all started with one word, love. I mean, that's what ultimately our podcast is about, really trying to elevate consciousness elevate the world, um, to have us all just kind of get together, become one, you know, love is the answer, all of those, those cliches that we hear so often, but it's so true. So that's how I actually found you. Awesome. Yeah. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about, uh, your background? I know that you kind of went from more of a, a corporate job and transformed yourself into an artist. I'm sure you probably had a lot of artistic background or had art within you in order to make that big leap. But tell us a little bit about how you got started with this. Um, yeah, well, we have the long version or the short version. We got plenty of time. Um, let's go with a middle ground. So I, uh, I went to school to be a doctor. So my plat, my original path was I'm going to become an orthopedic surgeon. You know, I played three sports, um, growing up, soccer, football, and track. And that's kind of what consumed my life. And I've always had art in my life. So it's always been something there. I, I could draw. I was very creative. I took, you know, all those classes and, and, school woodshop photography you name it and as i made my way through school got my degrees um was a personal trainer to pay for college i had a buddy that kind of told me hey you should come try out loans and i got into real estate my first month i made just under eighteen thousand dollars and i was uh you know 
young 20 something. And I was like, yeah, I think this might be the path for me. That's a lot of money. Right. Um, and every month it kept going up and up and up and up. And eventually, you know, I bought houses and did the things and had the stuff and money to find me. You know, that's a, like a common theme in, in L.A. You're, you're kind of defined by the successes you can show off. And I'm Colombian, so we're a little ostentatious asses already. Um, it's in our culture. And 2008 hits and I lose everything. Um, selling off everything, blowing through all my cash savings to try to keep, you know, my credit intact and, and pay my employees and pay my staff and, you know, sell the house at a $500,000 loss without foreclosing or letting it go or any of that stuff. But I still ended up in bankruptcy, which was fine. The judge said it. He's like, well, it looks like you made all the efforts you could to, to get yourself out of this situation. So here it is. It's dismissed. And then I'm kind of in this limbo position of like, whoa, what happened? And what I started to realize was like, where is everybody? You know, everyone, I was very generous with my money. You know, I, I, I didn't need all that. So my friends and other people weren't making as much. So I would take care of a lot of things. And then I was a year in limbo trying to figure things out. Someone's like, hey, you should try out financial planning. Um, and I went into financial advising and life insurance and all that. Took off, did really well rookie of the year type stuff and leaders conference and accolades and life competitions, all the things. But now I'm in this business again where you're driven by money and you're chasing the carrot, but something changed in me. And I'm like, there's gotta be more to life than money. And that's not how I want to be. I don't want to be based on my client's experience and different things. I didn't want to be 55 divorced kids resenting me because I did, I gave my life away to earning money to provide this, this life right? This thing with a big house and all the things. And I'm like, there's more to it than that. And in the middle of that, I started questioning everything. And I ended up going to this leadership workshop, met my business partner now, Evan Meyer for the nonprofit Beautify Earth. And we started that. And he saw me doodling. He said, hey, we got to get you on a wall. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, that design right there that you just said, we're going to paint a mural and we're going to have everyone do that. And that's going to be our community service project. And that's what led me to paint my first mural. And that was five years ago, maybe six years now. I can't keep track. And uh, that mural, uh, I could send you some information so you could share it. But the whole purpose of that mural is on the top left, it says, who will you be? And on the right is all these powerful words and ways of being grateful, leader, responsible, worthy, love, joyful, authentic, free. And the, the, the question, the premise behind it was all the things that I was thinking, like we can look at the world one way or another way. And we have enough negativity and stuff bombarding us, telling us we're not enough or we're not good enough and you're not making enough and go buy a truck and this and that, whatever, to make yourself whole. When ideally we got to look inside of us and self-love and self-forgiveness and being kind to us by choosing how we speak to ourselves. I am love. I am enough. And that's kind of what kicked everything off. So that's the, the Cliff Notes version of how I ended up here. And that one mural turned into over 100 murals. And I finally got the courage to quit that job. And I stopped going one day and I became a full-time artist and it's exploded.
Wow. Yeah, that was going to be one of my next questions was how did you begin to overcome the fear that sometimes money can trap people in? You know, it's like here you are very successful. It sounds like you did very well no matter where you went, you know, with finances, but to kind of take that leap, have trust in art. You know, you always hear the that the old saying, the starving artist, but it sounds like that's not what's happening in your case. But for people who maybe are in your position where they do feel like they're looking for more, they know that there's more to life, maybe they have reached all of their goals, they're financially set and all of that, but they're just feeling like that they need to connect something more within themselves and what they're doing in the outside world. How are you actually able to make that transition and finally move over to being an artist 100% of the time? Uh, well, it, it came with just realizing that if I continued on this path, yes, I was secure in this income and this path and this formula. You know, I make the dial, I schedule the meetings, the money comes in and rinse and repeat. But it was really the, the, the notion of I could see this going down the line of me sabotaging my life because I'm miserable and I was complacent and I settled and it doesn't mean I settled because I settled in and not being successful it was more settling in like down this path of the secure job right corporate America even though I was self-employed and that just visualizing that and realizing that and seeing the people around me and the clients around me helped me but at the same time I looked at what would it look like to be an artist and I have no idea what's that formula what does that look like the, the connecting factor was I've always been self-employed. No one paid my bills. I had to go in and work. So it would have been the same thing on art. And the, the ultimate conversation was, you know, I said, hey, Ruben, you've, you've always been able to create abundance and operate out of abundance in anything you've done. So why would you not succeed at this? And the worst thing you can do is not try. You'll never know if you can fail. And I could always go back to finance. Right. right, right, exactly. Yeah. So that's it. I stopped going into the office. I mean, my, my clients actually were like, when are you just going to go be an artist? That's what you need to do. You know, <laughs> the, the other thing is I'm very loyal to people like, oh, you're my client. I onboarded you. Like I'm, I'm in it to win it with you. Right. For 40 years or whatever the case is. But they started kicking me and saying, you got to go do that. We'll be fine. Don't worry about us. So but it was really just saying, hey, you can do it. You've done it. And you have nothing to lose. You know, life's too short and life is now and it's never the right time until you make it the right time. That's it. No one's going to hand it to you. So. Right. I love that. So tell us a little bit more about Beautify Earth uh, and your nonprofit and about these murals. And there's a couple in particular that I wanted to talk about, but let's uh, just kind of explain to people what the, these programs are. How do you come up with the inspiration for murals? I know that you also um, encourage people to help and to volunteer. Um, you know, you're participating in many different states. I mean, there's been a lot out in California, but I saw one in Pennsylvania um, and another one somewhere else further on the East Coast. So I want to just learn a little bit more in case we have people that would like to get a mural done that want to participate and become a volunteer. So let us know about Beautify Earth. Yeah, well, there's there's three things here that I'm going to talk about. One is there's Ruben, the artist and Ruben, the brand. That's something completely separate from Beautify Earth. And Beautify Earth, the nonprofit started five years ago. 
that is the movement of beautifying earth through art. And we beautify in all kinds of communities, schools, um, programs, volunteerism, community activation, and things like that. And from there, in the last year, we've actually started a for-profit tech company spinoff of the nonprofit, also called Beautify Earth, but we call it Beautify, where it's a mural marketplace platform to allow landlords and artists to connect and really try to bring in some transparency and really monetize the mural business and, and the street art business because that's a whole shade of gray. So there's like, there's like a couple of things going on here. Um, so beautifyearth.org, anyone could go on there, check it out, see what's on there. Our focus now is gonna be more beautifying schools. Kids and teachers deserve to go to schools that are beautiful and colorful and don't look like beige boxes or prisons. <laughs> So, you know, I don't know the last time you walked into a public school, but they're not pretty. Right. Like, yeah. No wonder kids aren't staying in school. They're trying to ditch because it's like, what do I have here to stimulate me? Um, and the poor teachers that are there for 15 plus years, like they should be able to come into a school and be inspired as well. So we found art to be a powerful healer, connector in that sector. Um, through the nonprofit, we're also looking at now veteran activation programs. How do we assimilate veterans and help work with a lot of the veteran other nonprofits and organizations out there that have veterans that have skills that can be artists that can give back they can do that so it's not about veteran themed murals it's veterans actually becoming artists and using art to heal and give themselves a whole new purpose so there's that um and you know we're trying to look at how we can activate homeless in the same capacity so that's the focus of the nonprofit now and then some of those are always where we'll partner with a company and they want to sponsor a wall and an artist, but they'd like to do a community activation with their employees or any local stakeholders in the community there of where they're putting the mural up. So that's how that's working. <clears throat> and uh, the marketplace now, it's beautifier.com. And this is really exciting and just a nice little startup what we're working our butts off with and a landlord could go up there and say hey i have this wall and i'd love to get it beautified what do i do sign it up list it on the platform set a budget whether it's no budget some budget here's my budget and a creative brief i would love to have a ocean themed mural with humpback whales and dolphins cool then there's artists artists can register and hey here's some murals i've completed and I can propose to wall owners and wall owners could select artists and then they can communicate amongst each other. And we're the facilitators in between. So we're helping with contracting, payments, supplies, and making both parties have a win-win. So think like Airbnb, right? Mm -hmm. You're a host or a guest, mm -hmm. wall owner or an artist. And then me as the artist, I, I'm you know, running around painting, paint inspirations like, as I like to call them. And I've kind of started naming the movement of live through love. And everything starts with self-love and being kind to yourself and the I am statements and realizing that we belong here and we are worthy. And a lot of my art, I like to call as it's an open invitation. I paint bright colors to grab your attention and I put powerful words on there so you understand where I'm coming from. 
but at the end of the day, it's for you to interpret however you need it. So uh, the You Belong Here mural and, and that campaign I've got going on, I painted that a couple years back to myself. Mostly what I painted were mirrors to each other. So I was telling myself, I belong here as an artist. And that was kind of it, the simplicity of that. It's like, hey, Ruben, you're an artist. You belong here. Here's your work. Keep pushing that forward. And several other people used that mural and said, hey, Ruben, thank you for your art. I belong here. And I didn't take my life today because of your art and your message. And I know that there's more to this than than what I'm thinking and rapping within my thoughts. So like getting messages and things like that, or they, they floor me all the time. Um, but it's just a reason to keep pushing this forward and keep moving forward. And that's just one example. I've had women talk about their rapes and people talk about their battles with cancer and alcoholism and drug abuse and different things and saying how the art has helped them to move forward past their issues and troubles. Yeah, and what I see in your art, too, is that you not only understand the importance, one, of color, but you also understand the power of the word mm-hmm. and and also how that affects consciousness as well. You know, when, when you know, you were talking a little bit about affirmations, it reminds me a lot of, you know, some speakers that we've had on the podcast talking about law of attraction. Um, some of this reminds me of Dr. Emoto's work, Messages in Water, you know, with the experiment that he do- did with just, you know, taping words on water and what that would do. Positive words would create these beautiful water crystals. And that even though it just looks like you belong here is a word that is something that is affirming and can also begin to change our chemistry of our body when we read that, you know, and all of the words that you have on many of your different murals, you know, they're beautiful, they're positive, they're gratitude. And so many people, I think, you know, it's kind of hard to be human. And many people are always looking for signs or, you know, they are having a tough day. And then all of a sudden they drive, they drive by that and they say, you know, see, you belong here. Like you said, you've had some people say that they decided not to end their life. Um, You know, you just really never know how, your work in the world, not just your work, but anybody's work, you know, when you're following your passion and your love, how that can really help others to live more of their life. Yeah. You, you never know where that ripple is going to take it. Right. Uh, I like to say like, I can have a conversation with one person. I can have a conversation in front of a room of people, or I can have a conversation with this wall. And some of these walls have 30, 40, 50,000 people drive by every day walk by every day people that i would never otherwise be able to talk to or connect with but then the art is there to do that so it's it's really cool like if you start realize you don't realize how much the impact of every collision you have in life affects everyone else because it's really easy to be self-absorbed yeah when I was on your, and thank you for clarifying too, just to kind of the three different places that, you know, people can go to, um, you know, to see the work that you're doing. You know, you do have RubenRojas.com. That is you. That is the brand of Ruben. And then the BeautifyEarth.com uh, and BeautifyEarth.org. Correct? I got all three? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when I was on um, yours, on the Ruben page, I and I was taking a look at the different mural locations. The one that 
really stuck out to me was the Forgiven Forgiven, the Lancaster Maximum Security Prison. And, you know, it's like I saw that. I was like, oh, you know, I wonder what that is. And then I opened it up, and it was just not only is it just a powerful piece of art, the picture in itself, the words to know that this was being painted, um, you know, on a prison. I just wanted to hear more about the background of that of that story and doing that mural. Yeah, that, that was a powerful, powerful day. Um, so my neighbor, who happens to work out of the gym I work out with, uh, we got to know each other and he said, hey, I volunteer at this, you know, this prison. They have this dog program. These guys are into art. I always like to, you know, invite people or, or you know, guests that can talk to them and stuff. Would you like, like to come one day? And, you know, at the time I hadn't even really known him that much, but I'm like, yeah, dude, let's go. Let's, you know, why not? I think it would be an amazing um, opportunity. And we drove out there. It's an hour and a half each way from where we live. So we got a little bit of time together. And then we spent six hours at the prison and just got to connect with these guys, got to talk with them and have really deep conversations. And I was floored at at the emotional intelligence in the room and the work that they've been doing. I mean, you have two options in prison. You can do the work to get better, or you can continue down the path that got you in there in the first place. And the guys I was dealing with, they all took a life. So they, they, they did the worst crime you can possibly commit, um, which was to end someone's life. And the stories were all different on how they ended up there. And it, there's a video on it and you can see, you know, some guys have been in there five years to 35 years. And some of it is wrong time, wrong place. Some of it is realizing that that's all you have the opportunity. Sometimes we don't realize we have choices and we can choose other. So they gave me a tour. I walked around. I'm like, oh, giant beige buildings. My uh, favorite color for buildings, beige. <laughs> I'm like, it would be cool to paint a mural here. I'm like, well, you know, what would that take? I kind of whispered it under my breath. And, and a few months later, Todd calls me up and says, like, hey, someone heard you, and you can paint a mural on the wall. I'm like, huh? He's like, do you want to do it? I'm like, dude, yeah, let's do it. Um, and then I was like, but we got to do it right. We got to film it. We got to capture this. We got, you know, we got to show these people and show that, you know, we are greater than our mistakes and share a little bit about their beliefs. And a lot of the conversations we had on that first visit was about self-forgiveness and self-love and the internal conversations we have with ourselves. So that's where the concept came from. So it says forgive. The G is big. So give, you know, you have to give of yourself all the time, forgive. And then it casts a shadow that says forgiven. So the topic is really, you have to forgive yourself before you can be forgiven. And it works for both sides. One of the things I realized in just seeing documentaries and human psychology and the guys in prison have already forgiven themselves for what they have done. The ones that have healed, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's also the victim, the parents of the, the people that aren't here anymore. How can they ever forgive the convict if they haven't forgiven themselves for allowing their children or child to be put in that position, right? Because so, some people take that burden on also. So until they get past that, they can't do the connecting between each other. So it's just this whole circle of like 
it starts with self. It always starts with self in everything we do. We have to check ourselves. We have to look at ourselves. How we treat ourselves is how we're going to treat the rest of the world. Um, and we don't realize it sometimes. So we came back, spent that whole day, painted with them. The warden was there. It was an amazing day. And this mural lives on their cell block wall. And it's right in the yard. I mean, you could see it in the yard. Everyone sees it. They've given me a lot of feedback that it's changed the demeanor in the yard. Uh, not only the, the inmates that are there, but the guards as well. Mm, yeah. So the impact's been beyond just the, you know, the mural that was on there. Absolutely. So. And even, you know, the power of that word as well, you know, in in that location and wasn't even thinking about the guards until you said that. But, you know, how does that word not begin to create just a beauty around it and the environment that it's in? That's yeah. wonderful. Wonderful. Um, you have so many other mural locations. Do you have any other story about another one that you really, really love that you would like to bring the attention to? You know, it's, I love all of them. They all have a special um, thing that happens to them, mm -hmm. a story and engagement because they're in different areas of, of the world. So I don't have any real specific ones other than they're, they're all important and they all mean something. And um, so that first one that I talked about, I mean, yeah. one night I was painting at 3 a.m. and I had this alcoholic talking to me and he's like, if I would have seen art like this 20 years ago, I may still be with my family and not be a drunk. So that, that was one story of the first one I was ever painting. But go ahead. You were going to say something? Yeah, I was just um, maybe we could talk a little bit, too, about the inspiration and how how the murals come. Like, clearly, you know, you went to this prison, you had this conversation, it kind of evolved. And then it felt like the word was chosen as to what should mm -hmm. have been painted. And is that typically your process and how it works? Or do you have maybe a word in mind or a phrase in mind before you go somewhere? Or do you let the building itself kind of talk to you, so to speak? All of the above. So I have like a list of, of words and things that I want to eventually paint whenever that wall says, hey, this is the word for the wall. Um, it's collaborative as well. Like, depending if I have a sponsor or a client or whatever the situation, we kind of walk through some things and land on something together. And the wall, the, honestly, the wall sometimes says, hey, I, I need this here. So it, it's all of that. And it's also in that moment, like, like I said earlier, it's like we're all mirrors to each other. So a lot of the time I'm talking to myself and someone else could, need that same message, but it's interpreted differently for that. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful work. I'm so glad that we have had the opportunity to talk and to spread your message on the Path 11 podcast. Um, again, for our listeners and our artists who are listeners, I mean, this, this beautifyearth.com sounds amazing. I love, I love the concept of it where, you know, you can get more artists involved, get them out there painting. Um, I think even the name, Beautify Earth is beautiful. It's great. I mean, your concepts are just really, really wonderful. So Ruben, thank you so much for being a guest on the Path 11 podcast. And for our listeners, one more time, check out beautifyearth.com, beautifyearth.org, and Ruben Rojas, R-O-J-A-S.com. Ruben, thanks again. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks for listening to the Path 11 podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed this show. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon page, I'd like you to do so because we are going to start putting some content over there that is only for our Patreon subscribers. You can get content for as little as donating a dollar a month, and it could just be a one-time donation. We have other freebies over there that you can get depending upon how much you would like to donate. And again, it could be a one-time donation, or you can continue to keep your subscription on a monthly basis at that donation level, but I just put my MBT immersive experience, which was a four-day intensive meditation training in Tennessee with physicist Tom Campbell. I was listening to binaural beats, going to altered states of consciousness, having out-of-body experiences and life-changing experiences that I was able to bring back uh, for myself, for my clients, for my friends. That was just out of this world. So if you would like to listen to that, I'd like you to head on over to path11podcast.com. You're going to see an orange button that says Patreon. Become a Patreon today and you can have access to that podcast. And I would like to remind you to head on over to path11productions.com and check out the membership that we have for the Afterlife Awareness Conference. We have over 25 hours of footage with amazing speakers like William Buhlman, Thomas John, Terry Daniel, Suzanne Geisman, Suzanne Northrup, Linda Fitch, uh, Austin Wells, just a few people uh, to name off that were amazing. These workshops are just so valuable. So I think that you would really enjoy it. It's also a great thing to think about to maybe give the gift to somebody who is struggling with grief. If you are looking for resources, this is a great conference to send people to to check out. And thanks again for listening today. 